Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Jesus had fasted for 40 days, and the scripture says that he was hungry. (laughs) I bet he was. But the Bible says that the devil came at this time of physical weakness in, in Christ's life and began to tempt him and test him. And three times he gave a temptation, and three times Christ quoted the word of God. And the Bible says the devil left him until an opportune time. Jesus Christ knew what it took and still today knows what it takes to overcome the evil one. And we need his help in in that battle. Uh, The scripture we're going to talk about today uh, talks about the different equipment, the different means that God has given us to overcome in the battle that we face. And if you didn't know it, every child of God is in this battle. You can deny that you're in the battle, but it doesn't change the fact that you are. Uh, You are in a battle, and the Bible says we have an enemy that roams about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Uh, There's nothing he would like better to do than to destroy your life, to destroy your family, to destroy our church, to destroy our witness. Is this encouraging? This is what he wants to do. But I want you to tell you, The Bible says, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We serve with supernatural grace. The book of Ephesians tells us that Jesus has given us the grace that we need for this life. The very power of the resurrection dwells within us in the person of his Holy Spirit. We have the ability to be victors in this battle. Uh, The title of my message today is Preparing for Spiritual Battle. Each of us needs to uh, receive what God has given us, this grace that God has given us, and trust Him uh, to give us victory in the battle. Look with me at verse 10 of Ephesians 6. Finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by His vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the tactics of the devil. For our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the world powers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavens. This is why you must take up the full armor of God, so that you may be able to resist in the evil day, having prepared everything to take your stand. Stand, therefore, with truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like armor on your chest, and your feet sandaled with the readiness for the gospel of peace. In every situation, take the shield of faith, and with it you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request, and stay alert in this with all perseverance and intercession for the saints. Pray also for me that the message may be given to me when I open my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. For this I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may be bold enough in him to speak as I should. Preparing for spiritual battle. How do we prepare? Well, first of all, we need to receive our power. So receive your power. Verse 10 says, finally 
be strengthened by the Lord and by His vast strength. Is that not what the book of Ephesians is all about? It's about the power of God that has been released on our behalf. If you know Christ, if you have put your trust in Christ today, you are a child of God and all the power of heaven is at your disposal to win victory in your battles. But we're to receive that power. How do you receive that power? You receive it through prayer. One of the things that I've noticed in my Christian walk, uh, Jesus said this and it's true. Apart from me, you can do nothing. We need him. You can't win a spiritual battle in the energy of your own strength. And let me say this. uh, If you are involved in some kind of ongoing sin in your life, what you are doing is you're quenching the Holy Spirit of God. And you are robbing yourself of victory in your spiritual walk. Because when you quench the Holy Spirit of God through persistent sin... Uh, You're taking the one who is the one who helps you in those battles, and you're putting him at arm's length. So if you're going to receive your power, you need to confess that sin to him as a first step. And then just ask God, Lord, fill me with your spirit. Lord, put on this armor through me, uh, because I cannot do this in my own strength. Uh, So you you receive that power by faith, uh, through prayer. Uh, And you trust that God will do what he says he will do. Do you believe the power of God is at your disposal? I want to tell you the lie the devil will tell you. He will say there is no hope for you in your sin. There's no hope for victory. There's no hope for you to stand against me. He is an intimidator. He is the adversary, the Bible says. But the fact of the matter is, he is not greater than Christ. Christ is greater than him. You remember the story of the demoniac? Uh, the scripture says that Jesus had, had, had just landed on the shore and they, they're walking through this territory. And this man comes up and the Bible says he has an entire legion of demons in him. Okay? That's a lot of demons. But what is their response when they see Jesus? They cry out in fear. And they cower before Jesus. And they say, Lord, please don't send us into the pit. Lord, let us go into these pigs. And Jesus says, okay, go. And the Bible says that with just that one word, that demoniac was set free. And the Bible says he went back and he was sitting clothed and in his right mind. And the Bible says the people of the city were terrified. They had never seen such a powerful work done. Jesus set him free with one word. That's the power of our Savior. He is able to give us the victory. Receive that power and trust that God will do it. And if you're having trouble trusting, ask God to help you with your trust. Ask the Holy Spirit to trust through you. Receive your power. Why do we need this power? Verse 13, uh, or excuse me, verse 12 tells you. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. By the way, did you know the enemy loves to do work in your family? He loves to do work in your personal life. He loves to do work in churches. Did you know the devil comes to church? He does. He loves to, do, he loves to come into these situations. Okay, And sometimes we, get wrong, we think our battle is with people. But oftentimes what is really going on is there is a spiritual struggle that's going on. So he says, we're not, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, 
against the world powers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavens. You see, the devil is a created being. He was originally created to be a good angel, but he, he rebelled against God, and uh, he is limited. He is, he's not omnipresent like God is. Uh, he can only be in one place at one time. So how does he work all over the world? Well, he does it through a, a, an organized system. And he has different levels of demons who are in charge of, of, of his forces. And these demons, which, by the way, did you know the Bible says one-third of the angels rebelled in heaven? That means there are two good angels for every demon. Uh, so uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus uh, is the victor. But, but the, the devil is organized and he is meticulous in how he tries to plot against us. So we need God's power. So we receive that power by faith. Uh, secondly, uh, choose God's armor. Choose God's armor. Look at verse 11. He says, put on the full armor of God. Now, you receive God's power because you can't do this in your own strength. But once you've received the power of God, you can then choose, fill with the Spirit, to put on these pieces of armor. And uh, you, you've got to make that choice to take up this armor. Okay? Uh, when I was a freshman in high school, uh, I was told by the upperclassmen that the, the freshmen got all the leftover football pads. So whatever was left was what the freshmen got. And uh, my shoulder pads were too big. So I went out in spring practice doing form tackling, and I broke my collarbone. And it broke right where my shoulder pads were sitting. They were too big. They were just kind of resting there. And... Uh, <clears throat> I didn't have the adequate equipment. And so I was unable to do what I needed to do. Same thing is true spiritually. It's even more true in battle, isn't it? You remember the, uh, the body armor that was on the news that they were buying for the soldiers overseas to help protect them in battle? Well, just as we need physical equipment to protect us, we need spiritual equipment to protect us in our battle against the enemy. And uh, the enemy will try to deceive us. He will try to intimidate us, uh, and um, he will consistently try to work against our spiritual growth. And so we take up this armor. We choose God's armor. And what I, will, what I do each morning is I'll, I'll say, Lord, I choose to take up the helmet of salvation. I don't actually do it in the order that it's written in Ephesians 6 because it's easier for me to remember head to toe. And so I just go head to toe. Helmet of salvation breastplate of righteousness, belt of truth, feet shod with the shoes of the preparation of the gospel of peace, shield of faith, sword of the Spirit, okay? That's, for me, that just works better. Uh, but I'll go on and I'll say, Lord, I choose uh, to, uh, to uh, put on the helmet of salvation. Now, for me, it helps to, to quote a verse. And so uh, I'll memorize some verses and I will actually go and I'll, I'll quote a verse. But you don't necessarily have to do that. It's a help. But uh, you, you just put it on by faith and you say, Lord, I'm putting on the helmet of salvation. Now, what is, what is the helmet of salvation? Well, the helmet of salvation is, is that uh, protection for having a right mindset. It is the salvation. Did you know we, ha we have been saved? If you put your trust in Christ, we are being saved and we will be saved. Now, this is the, the will be that he's focused on here. Uh, our salvation gives us a hope. 
one of these days, the trials and struggles of this life are going to be over. Uh, Jesus is going to come back, and the Bible says we'll be in a place where there's no sorrow, crying, or pain, or struggle, or heartache. Uh, these things will be over, and we'll have unlimited access to, the, to God. No struggle with sin anymore. Uh, it will be just a wonderful time, uh, and eventually a new heaven, new earth, and new Jerusalem. This is our hope. We'll have a, we'll have a creation without thorns and thistles. We'll, we'll have this, this wonderful uh, situation to enjoy. That's our hope. Uh, my greatest hope is to see Jesus. Uh, one day I'm going to see him. And you know, all the trouble that I go through in this life just pales in comparison to that moment when I will be able to see him and cast my crown at his feet. That's our, that's our hope. It's a hope of salvation, our, our helmet. Put that on each day. Uh, remind yourself that this is not all there is. Hallelujah. We have a helmet of salvation. It'll help, help you to have the right mindset in your walk with God. Also, there's the breastplate of righteousness. Why do we need a breastplate? Well, because the devil's also an accuser. Did you know the devil is a double-crosser? He will tempt you to sin, and when you sin, he'll point his finger at you and accuse you. He said, look at what you just did. And he will remind you of it. And he doesn't just stop with a, you confess your sin. By the way, the Holy Spirit, when he convicts you of sin, does so so that you will confess it and repent of it. And then the Holy Spirit's done. He won't continue to bring up those old things, but the devil will. And so you take that breastplate of righteousness. Uh, and, and what it's literally in the original, it's the breastplate of the righteousness. It's the very righteousness of Christ. Did you know that when you put your trust in Christ, you repent of your sin, receiving that free gift of eternal life, God justifies you. And the word justify uh, means to acquit, but it also means uh, to clothe with God's very righteousness, Christ's very righteousness. It's the righteousness, the righteousness of Christ himself. Uh, In Zechariah chapter 3, the devil was accusing, in this vision that uh, Zechariah saw, the devil was accusing Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and said, look at these filthy garments he's wearing. And the Bible says, the angel of the Lord, the pre-incarnate Christ, came and, and took those filthy garments off and put a beautiful, white, shining garment upon him so that he could stand before the presence of God. That's what Jesus has done for you and for me. And I'm clothed in the righteousness of Christ. I've been acquitted for all my sin. The gavel has already fallen, and Christ took my judgment in my place. So when the devil says, who are you to come into the presence of God? Look at what you've done. Remember your past. Remember what, you, what you've said. Remember what you thought. Remember what you did. And he, he accuses me. I can come with a breastplate of righteousness. I say, what fault can you find in my Savior? There is none. I'm clothed in his righteousness. I can come to the throne boldly. Because of what Jesus has done for me. So the, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth. Um, so I'll say, Lord, I choose to put on the breastplate of righteousness. And uh, I'll quote Romans 5.1. And then I'll thank God for each part of that verse. I love that verse. Then I, I choose to put on the belt of truth. What is the, the belt of truth? Uh, it is God's word. Uh, the truth of his word. 
And, and so I'll ask God, Lord, help me to, to know and to understand and to apply your word in my life and in my family and in my church. And, um, and, and Lord, help me to use your word effectively. Uh, so I put it on as an act of faith, and usually I'll pray a, a prayer with it. Um, then, uh, Lord, I choose to have my feet shod with the shoes of the preparation of the gospel of peace. Um, I believe that can be applied in two different ways. One is the gospel prepares me. Prepares me personally and spiritually. Uh, there is something about the gospel that just refreshes us spiritually. Um, one day when we get to heaven, we're going to sing, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Why? Because that's what it's all about. Were it not for Him, my sin would be upon my shoulders. But the gospel tells me that Jesus Christ, 2,000 years ago, died on a cruel Roman cross, had spikes dr driven in his hands and his feet, a crown of thorns upon his head, and he bore the wrath of a holy God in my place. He satisfied the justice of God in my place. And he said, it is finished for all time. The price has been paid. Three days later, he came up out of the grave. And now we have his resurrection power. That's the gospel as we put our trust in Christ. So the gospel prepares me. And sometimes I like to meditate on the gospel. Uh, do a study on redemption. Do a study on justification in, in the scripture. Let God just bless you through what Jesus has done. Uh, but, but just put that on through faith. The, the, the shoes shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And what I will ask God, and usually I'll look at this, it not only prepares me, but it prepares me to share with others. The preparation of the gospel of peace. And so I'll say, Lord, prepare me to share your gospel. And help me to pre prepare myself as you lead me to. But most importantly, let the Lord Jesus and the Holy Spirit speak through me as I share. See, I just put my shoes on. Now I'm ready to go out and witness for Christ. Feet shod the shoes of the preparation of the gospel of peace. Taking up the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. It's our offensive weapon. Our sword. There's something powerful about the word of God. It changes lives. It saves souls. And uh, as I take that offensive weapon, you remember I talked to you about Jesus being tempted? What did Jesus do? Three times Jesus quoted scripture to the enemy. And he quoted it from Deuteronomy. Howard Hendricks told one of his classes, he said, if your spiritual victory depended on how much you know the book of Deuteronomy, how well would you do? He said, maybe that's why you're not having more victory than you are. <clears throat> the word of God is our sword. We need to be in it. We need to know it. Uh, we need to, to take the word of God. And, and there may be times that God will lead you to a scripture that ministers to you as you're struggling. And you actually need to memorize that. Y'all know I use the M word. Yes, memorize. What I found, it, when I was struggling with the accuser, I was in high school. And I heard the accusing voice of the enemy over and over again. And the breastplate of righteousness was what I needed. And so I began to memorize Romans 5.1. And then there's, I think it's verses 8 and 9. Uh, and, and I would quote those scriptures. When I would begin to hear the accuser, I would say, 
Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ and access into this grace in which we now stand. Then I'd skip on verse 8 or 9. Therefore, having been justified by his blood, how much more, having, uh, having been justified, shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? That'll send the devil running. But you see, I recognized that I was in a place where I was struggling with that on a daily basis. And so I had to take the time to memorize that scripture to help me get victory in that area. So um, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, is your offensive weapon. It can, def- it can defend you against the enemy, but it also is an offensive weapon. And as you share Christ, use the Word of God. Because the Word of God has a power in it. It's, it's God's Word. And the Holy Spirit takes that. It's the sword of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit takes that Word and He uses it to accomplish God's purpose in a person's life. So, then taking up the shield of faith, wherewith we shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So, I'll say, I choose to take up the shield of faith. And, uh, Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, would you please trust through me? And so... Uh, The Bible says that with the shield of faith, we'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. All the fiery darts of the wicked one. There is not a a weapon in all of Satan's arsenal that can stand up to a child of God who has their faith firmly fixed in the Lord. So, uh, choose God's armor. So, receive God's power. If you need grace for spiritual power, Uh, battle, receive God's power, choose God's armor. Thirdly, stand on God's word. Now, what you're going to notice here is um, many of these pieces of armor have to do with your salvation and have to do with the word of God. Now, the word of God is what I, how I find out what God says about my salvation, right? And so, when the enemy attacks me, I have a choice. I can either listen to him And allow him to influence me, or I can choose to resist him. And I can choose to to use the word of God uh, and stand on what God has said. Do you know, we're we're not blessed based on how we feel. We're blessed based on the promises of God. We stand on promises. And so, when the enemy comes in with a lie, and he says, your situation's hopeless. And... We can come back with the scripture that says, I know the plans I have for you to prosper you. Uh, He who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. We come back to him with the truth of God's word and we stand on it. Sometimes I quote it two or three times. Sometimes I think think the the, uh, word of God is used to to defeat the devil. I know that that's true. But sometimes in the midst of a spiritual battle, the Word of God also ministers to me in my faith and builds me up. So it's it's doing double duty. So uh, stand on God's Word. Don't allow yourself to believe a lie. Um, Many times people will do things because they believe a lie. If you believe you're the the, uh, king of England... You go around acting like you're the king of England, you might get put into a facility, okay? But you're acting a certain way because of what you believe, right? 
Well, the devil wants us to act a certain way, and he wants to tell us a lie and get us to believe the lie so that we will act the way he wants us to act. He wants us to be defeated. He wants us to be discouraged. He wants us to lose sight of Jesus. But the fact is, as we stand on God's Word, the devil cannot defeat the power of God's Word. And it will lift us up, and it will give us strength for the battle. Stand on God's Word. Uh, <clears throat> sometimes I, I've, been, I've quoted Scripture, and I've said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Sometimes you need help to stand, don't you? So ask the Holy Spirit to stand through you. Help me to trust your Word. Lord, I, I'm quoting the Scripture, but I don't believe it in my heart. Trust me. Trust through me so that I can uh, effectively use the Word of God in, in my struggles. So, uh, stand on God's Word. So, grace for spiritual battle. Receive God's power. Choose God's armor. Stand on God's Word. And finally, pray in God's Spirit. This is so important. It's very, very emphatic in the Scripture here. Uh, Verse 18, pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request. Say, alert in this with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. Pray also for me. Say, pray, 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 using different words. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to tell you something here, Paul says. This is important. Pray. And every opportunity, every time, the word time in the original is the word kairos. It means an opportunity. There's an opportunity in your life, maybe for ministry, or there's an opportunity in your life to win a spiritual battle, and you recognize that something's going on in your life, and you get on your knees before God, and you pray and say, Lord, I need your strength. I need you to come. Lord, I am weak. I am uh, faithless. Lord, I am not trusting you the way I should. I need you to come into my situation, and I need you to change my heart, and, and you begin to cry out to the Lord. And you know what? God will always meet you when you come to him. He says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. You come. But not just prayer for ourselves, but prayer for others. Did you know God wants to, to get our kids? I mean, Satan wants to get our kids. There is a, there's a systematic plan of the enemy to destroy your kids. Pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for your brothers and sisters in Christ. We need each other. Pray for your pastor, buddy. I need it. Uh, pray, pray. All of us need prayer. And, and allow yourself, what he says, when he says pray in the Spirit, he, he, he means to allow yourself to be directed by the Spirit in your prayer. Um, there may be a name that comes to mind of a person as you're in your quiet time that God brings to mind and you intercede for that person. Uh, I've, I've had a strong burden on my heart for an individual or for uh, uh, sometimes for a family member. And I begin to pray for them and I begin to, to, to seek the Lord on their behalf. Uh, and, and I've talked to them and they'll say, yeah, boy, I was going through a difficult time this week. I needed that. Uh, or, or I've talked to somebody in our church, you know, and I've said, look, God laid you on my heart. I've been praying for you this week. Is there something going on? And, and boy, yeah, just let me tell you about it, you know. And, and, the Holy Spirit knows what's happening. Let Him direct you in your prayers. We're in this battle. By the way, this, each one of these commands that He gives in this passage is in the plural. When He says, you do these things, you stand, you do these things, 
He's talking corporately. You're not in the battle alone. Isn't that nice to know? You've got Christian brothers and sisters to lift you up. By the way, that's one reason you need to come to church. Because here in this place, here in your Sunday school class, you can request prayer and say, look, I'm struggling, buddy. I, uh, I'm having difficulty. I'm having trouble. Uh, will you pray for me? And, and we as God's people can lift you up. Pray in the Spirit. Pray as God directs you in your life. Uh, sometimes I'll say, Lord, how would you like me to pray today? Is there something you'd like me to pray for? Someone you'd like me to pray about? And, and let God direct you. Um, so praying in the Spirit is so important. And the Spirit knows when there's a, there's a battle going on. At times, I've had a great burden for the church. And I've prayed for the church just in general. And not known, I've, I've not known what's going, what was going on at the time. But later on, I found out, yeah, this was going on. God led me to pray. So listen, let the Holy Spirit lead you in your prayers. And so uh, he, he will do that. Grace for spiritual battle. What do you do? Receive God's power, choose God's armor, stand on God's word, and pray in God's spirit. Uh, these are the things that God has given us to stand against the evil one. And you can have victory in his power and his spirit. What a great hope. Uh, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word and for your direction for us for spiritual battle.